welcome back to Middle Ground. I'm Joe, And I'm Caroline. And uh, Caroline, we're happy to have you back this week. Yeah, I'm excited to be back. I feel like I haven't been here in forever. I know. And I feel like I've been in kind of a podcast slump the last month or so. Oh, really? I don't know that I've talked about it, but I feel like I have been um, just not knowing what to say or I've been really distracted. And today I'm I'm stoked. <laughs> yeah, this uh, this. Mm, I can't talk. <laughs> well, Caroline, you know. This episode is going to be a good one. I I have a feeling. I know. I'm excited about the topic. Yeah, me too. I'm excited about the weather outside. I know, right? And all the sunshine. Um, okay, that's all. I just, <laughs> I wanted you to know. What's your grounding moment for this week, see? Um, my grounding moment is... Wait, pause. Okay. I think we should do a little like roundup on what grounding moment is. Okay, let's do because it. Because I know a lot of people start listening to the podcast from the beginning, but I know there are people who haven't, and I would love to clue them in. So, Caroline, why at, at the beginning of every episode do we talk about grounding moment? So, a grounding moment is something that grounds us throughout our week. So, something that's positive or something that we, that it's a little thing or it can be big, but mainly little blips in our life that we are grateful to experience and grateful to share with you all. That was such a good description. Was it? Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, what was your grounding moment? (laughs) My grounding moment is um, I have a lot of photo shoots coming up and like a lot, a lot. And it's very overwhelming, but at the end of the day, I'm really thankful for all of them. And all of my clients have been wonderful. Like, I don't have a bad seed at all. And I'm really grateful for that because it just makes my job easier and everyone communicates well and everyone is happy. I love that. Yeah. So that is my grounding moment. What about you? My grounding moment is I just came from a meeting with your mother. Yeah. And we talk about Caroline's mom on the podcast a lot. She's an interior designer. And we are working with her on the new house renovation that we're doing. And we just got done putting together kind of style boards for an artist to do sketch-ups of a few different rooms in the house. And I'm so excited about it. That is very exciting. Yeah. What's the, what's your main focus or what are you most excited? Like kitchen or bedroom or? The master bathroom. Oh, okay. By far what I'm most excited about. Um, the kitchen's going to be awesome too, but that's definitely more Matt's territory. But the master bathroom... You're stoked. I'm really excited. And the sunroom. Yeah. I'm excited about that, too. That's a really small space, but just all the windows and the idea of having plants and all that kind of stuff. I'm just, I'm excited. Yeah, that's so exciting. Your mom and I were looking at, like, countertops and mirrors and sconces, and and we haven't even really gotten to the point that we're thinking about that stuff because we're just now starting demo. And so it was so fun to... I don't know. Yeah, just dive in, start diving into yeah, all that. Yeah, it was something new and exciting. Mm-hmm. So having the opportunity and the privilege to do that is my grounding moment for this week. Wow, pause. Someone just DM'd me and said, yay, I'm so excited. I guess they were responding to one of my stories and said, also, this is really random, but I love your eyes. I love when people compliment me. That's so me. nice. <laughs> I was literally thinking as I sat here and I was trying to juggle with myself whether I was going to say it out loud or not. That your skin and, like, your brows and everything looks... Like, Caroline, y'all, is glowing. Wow, thank you. Appreciate it. It's like her life is just on right now. Yeah, it feels like that, so hopefully it stays on. Yeah, (laughs) thank you. My grounding moment is that I get to sit in this, like, (laughs) 
<laughs> bask in whatever's going on next to me. My because, presence. <laughs> yeah. You're thriving. Thank you. All right, guys. So today I'm so excited about this episode. This was actually inspired by a TikTok that Caroline and I saw. And we're going to be talking all about cultivating acceptance over confidence and why trying to be the most confident version of yourself isn't isn't necessarily um, the right route to a happy, fulfilled mindset and life. And so, I don't know, I feel like that's kind of confusing because we immediately have the thought process, yeah, I want to be confident. That's like what we're told we should be all this time. But we're going to kind of go into detail about what we mean. And then we're going to tell you guys a little bit about how we would practice acceptance over confidence. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited too. So let's dive in. So um, what we want to start out with is what is acceptance and why is it so often mistaken for confidence? You want to tell them about the TikTok? Yeah, I can try. The Joe sent me this TikTok, and the girl. No, I can't. Tell you. It's too deep for my headspace. No, it's not. <laughs> it's a stitch. So it was a stitch on TikTok, and a girl asked, "If you are somebody who's often told you're confident, can you give your best tip?" And this girl replied, and she was like, "As somebody who's always been told that I'm intimidating and I come across as so confident, let me be the first to tell you that it's not confidence." that I ooze. It's self-acceptance. And she explains that confidence innately says that, like the idea of confidence implies that we feel worthy all the time. Like I'm confident. I am beautiful always. I am confident. I am lovable always. And at the end of the day, she's kind of describing that humans are very feeble and we're emotional. And so since confidence is more of a feeling in ourselves, it's not it's not possible to be confident 100% of the time and that's okay now what you like to see in people is acceptance so i am accepting of my appearance at all times i may not feel beautiful every moment of every day but i let myself live like that and that is okay with me and i don't tear myself apart on the days that I don't feel beautiful. I focus on neutrality. I focus on um, all the things I can do, if that makes any sense. So anyway, she goes into all this in detail, and it was a really good little Yeah, it was really, really good. And she also said that confidence is oftentimes a fake it till you make it mindset. So a lot of people appear they're confident, but is that really what's going on on the inside? Like if I walk into the room and I'm like, I'm going to be the best and I'm going to be the this, that, or the other. I may not be the best in the room. And so that might be a false statement I'm telling myself. But if I go into a room accepting who I am and bring to the table me, period, just me, then I appear more confident. This is a hard topic for me to explain for some reason. (laughs) Well, at the end of the day, it's no longer a competition. It's about not putting yourself up against others. So when you walk in the room, you don't need to be the most confident in the room. You need to be the best version of you in that room. And it's easy to be the best version of you when you're the only you in that space. Right. And that is what acceptance is. Exactly. And I was listening to or watching a YouTube video recently, and this girl was saying that 
you people should always do mirror work and what mirror work is is every single day when you wake up you look yourself in the eyes in the mirror and you say I love you like I really really love you and mean it and at first it's really hard for people to say that because a lot of people don't love themselves they don't like who they are they have a negative thoughts associated with themselves but the more you practice truly loving who you are and wanting to grow and wanting to do better with yourself the more you'll come across as confident and more confident I guess <laughs> I don't know yeah no that makes yeah. perfect sense and I want to kind of clarify as we dive into this topic that we're not saying confidence is a bad thing or confidence is something you shouldn't strive for feeling confident in who you are is incredible and loving yourself is incredible. But I think sometimes we get caught up in the idea that we need to love every part of ourselves like all the time, or this applies to how we see the world too, is that we need to love everything about someone else in order to support them or do those kinds of things. And I think that's where our culture is getting kind of broken right now is everything has become so black and white and it's like, well, it's for, for example, it's like shopping at Walmart or shopping at Amazon. It's this very black and white thing where it's a big corporation. We don't want to support that. So no, you know, and people are saying, don't do that. I don't know. I get a lot of, have a lot of conversations with people in my DMs, but then there's the part where Amazon and um, Walmart are providing all kinds of products at reasonable prices so that people of all kinds of different income can have access to better products. And so that's not so bad, is it? And it's grayscale. And so you don't have to have that um, confidence that they're doing everything perfectly, but the acceptance to know that they're not. I don't know if that example makes any sense in terms of yeah it kind of it did to me but maybe we lost some people but basically confidence is a feeling and acceptance is a lifestyle and in my opinion the more you accept yourself and the more you'll accept others and the more the farther you'll go in life because you'll start to drown out that noise um for example my boyfriend I had this conversation with him because he was really struggling the other day because he compares himself to other people and he really cares what people think about him. And I, I of course, care what people think about me, but not to an extreme level. And I was telling him, I'm like... Everyone cares a little bit. Yeah, everyone cares a little bit. But he was just like off his... He was just like down in the dumps about his mindset and all this stuff. So I was explaining to him that... I was like, look, Chris, like you like watching movies, right? And he's like, yeah, I love watching movies. I was like, what makes a movie great? Like, is it the character that isn't accepting of itself, you know, judges itself, has a negative mindset? Like, is that a good movie? And he's like, no, not really. Like, the, you know, the character that loves himself and loves everyone, is it accepting and la, la, la. I'm like, exactly. And so I said, you need to start living your life like a movie, because you're the main character and you need to drown out every single other noise going around because it doesn't matter. Wonder where I thought you were going with that. What? 
Um, no, that makes perfect sense. But this is where I thought you were going with that. And I was like, I had this conversation with Matt the other day. And then you didn't go that direction at all. Is Matt and I were talking about how, and I don't know if this applies to our topic. So if you need to just cut this out, cut it out. (laughs) But Matt and I were talking about how he loves movies and watching TV. And I had this realization, I don't really like movies and I don't like watching TV. And then we were talking about how movies and TV don't have feelings. So I don't feel the need to like pretend that I like movies and TV. And just because I don't like movies and TV doesn't make movies and TV bad. And just because I don't like movies and TV doesn't make Matt not like me as a human being. Mm -hmm. And yet qualities like that, we get so self-conscious and worried about how other people are going to receive them. We pretend to like things or we act more engaged in something because a wide array of people enjoy them. And it really makes no sense. Yeah, it really doesn't. Does that apply to this topic? I mean, it might. Yeah, kind of. Because like you, I feel like a lot of people don't know themselves well enough to be like, I don't like movies. I mean, you know if you like movies or not. I am also a non-movie. I don't like movies. Um, I like going to the movie theater. I like that too, but like not as much as you, but yeah, I think it applies. But basically I was telling Chris, I'm like, you stop listening to that noise because he wasn't accepting himself. He was just looking for others. And then no one else can see you. Right. He was looking for other people's opinions to build what Chris should be, but that's not what Chris is. So I was like, you need to strip out all that noise and build up what Chris is, who Chris is, and Chris who Chris so wants cool. to be. Well, this is so cool. I said Chris is so cool. Oh, I thought you said this is so cool. Yeah, Chris is cool, but Chris has a problem with letting other people define him, and I think a lot of people I th- do. I was about to say, I think most people do. Yeah, and so drown out that noise. It doesn't matter. You are the main character, and if George, if you think George is being like, oh, Caroline is stupid and Caroline is this. Caroline doesn't like movies, boo. Yeah. Who cares? Like, even if he is saying that, who cares? Because he's not being very accepting, is he? Right. So you have to build up who you are and who you want to be and grow your mindset to be accepting of yourself to be accepting of others. And it applies really well to the love of ourselves and of others. And you can see it in people. There's something so wonderful about a person who's in a place that they have just accepted where they are and accepted others for where they are. And you can just grow together and learn together because of that. Yeah. Yeah, you can definitely point these people out in a room who accepts themselves and who doesn't. I notice it most with who accepts others. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. Because whenever I'm hanging out with someone, you'll note immediately, like, are they nitpicking? Are they, you know, how do they gauge the conversation? Right. And the nitpickers usually are just projecting what they don't like in themselves onto other people. And I've definitely been through seasons where I do that. Oh, yeah, 100%. I don't know. I love this topic. Yeah, me too. All right, let's talk about how we practice cultivating acceptance over confidence because I feel like that's really the meat of this conversation. 
Yeah. So you have to start finding contentment in where you are. And if where you are right now, whoever you are listening to this is not where you want to be. And you're like, I hate where I am right now. I'm so disappointed in myself. Stop. Just stop that mindset and stop those thoughts because you have to grasp that, hey, you know what? I'm in this season of life right now, but I'm going to work hard in XYZ to get myself on a better track to be more accepting of myself. And at the end of the day, wherever you are is where you are. Period. Yeah. You can't change in the present moment that that is your present moment. What you can change is the direction you're going. You can pivot. You can evolve. And so accepting where you are and evolving rather than fixating that you're not where you want to be, I think is really important. Mm -hmm. And you have to be aware. So like if you're aware of the fact that, hey, you know what? I hate myself. Like I suck and other people think I suck. And, you know, we've all been there in our lives. You have to be aware to be able to take action on it and change. The biggest way that I've found myself practicing this, and I've talked about this, I feel like over and over again on the podcast, at least whenever it comes to body image, is neutrality. Neutrality, neutrality, neutrality. Um, When it comes to confidence and how I appear, when it comes with confidence of who I am, when it comes with when it comes to words or not coming out of my mouth correctly, when it comes to trying to get over that sense of imposter syndrome, truly is accepting and finding neutrality in who I am, what I'm doing, what I look like. Um, and I think that that's what this is all about is it's okay to wake up in the morning to look in the mirror and go, Ooh, I look bad today. It happened to me yesterday. Was that yesterday that I chose not to shoot? Yeah, it was yesterday. I woke up yesterday. Caroline and I were supposed to record this podcast. Um, and I forgot like three things that we needed. And not only did I do that, I also had woken up looking in the mirror, looked in the mirror, looking? What is <laughs> Looking happening? in the mirror. I woke up, I looked in the mirror, and I was like, I look bad today. I don't like how I look. I'm not shining. I'm not feeling it. I'm yeah. not feeling it. And so I showed up at Caroline and I's meeting yesterday and I looked at her. I said, hey, I'm calling it on the pictures, not feeling myself today. It's okay. Um, And also, let's go record this podcast. And we got up here and Caroline looked at me and was like, so where's the equipment that we need? I was like, in my closet at the house. (laughs) (laughs) And we looked at each other and it was this moment of, are we going to pick negativity and frustration and be upset with each other that Joe's not on. Thankfully, no, because I've been failing most of my pregnancy, I feel like. (laughs) But we looked at each other and we said, all right, hey, are you available to record tomorrow? Great. Let's record tomorrow. Let's sit. Let's utilize this time this way. And we neutralized the situation. And I wasn't fixated on that I didn't look good that day. I was focused on, you know what? I don't feel like I look good. So maybe today's not the day to capture photos. Today's the day to use my brain. Today's the day to get outside and go for a walk. Today's the day to have stimulating conversation. And that's that neutrality and acceptance of, I don't have to feel like a supermodel every day. Right. 
And then from my point of view, I was accepting of Joe because I was just like, yep, if you don't feel it, let's not push it. Let's do our own thing. Let's have a meeting instead, which we needed to get done anyways. And we got through a lot of checklists on our podcasts and all of that. So it ended up being productive. And I in no way was like, oh, damn it, Joe, she forgot this. Like I was not having those thoughts run through my head because I was choosing to be accepting of where I was. Yeah. And I think the way that that translates to confidence is we were both confident that it would get done. Yeah. But we were confident because we were accepting. Right. Does that make sense? I hope so. (laughs) And it was like last week. I mean, another example of that is last week. I got a text from Caroline in the morning. Hey, got my coat, my second COVID vaccine. I don't feel good. You know, can't be there. We figure it out and we accept each other for where we are. And so I really do. I think that this topic applies across a big scope of life. It's not just accepting yourself. It's accepting your appearance. It's accepting where you are. It's accepting where you want to go and realizing that those around you, while they should challenge you and while they should hold you to a high standard of being good and being better should also accept your process. Yeah, exactly. And back to the, um, seeking affirmation from others, like a lot of us do, you need to stop doing that. Just completely, you need to learn how to feel whole instead of seeking from others who you think you should be. Mm-hmm. Because that's not going to get you anywhere. It doesn't matter what people think of you. It doesn't matter. Um, drown out that noise, like I said. You have to start. And I can't think of an example of this off the top of my head. But Well, I think we start that when we're little. I don't know if it's cultural or what it is, but we seek affirmation from others. It's, mom, did I do a good job? Dad, did I do a good job? Okay, they told me I did. I got an A, or I won that sports ball game, or... um, I was nice to Susie in class. I got the like on Instagram. Whatever it is, we have all these ways of feeling affirmation. And so it's really easy to not check in and ask, do I like myself? Do I like what I'm doing? Etc. Because as long as we're getting that affirmation from the outside world, it's all good. But instead, we need to allow ourselves to fulfill our own affirming needs. Because you need to wake up in the morning and know that you are incredible because you are you. And there's not another you. Like, that is insane. The likelihood of you being on Earth is insane. Like, being a human being, insane. And yeah, like, I thought of an example. Me moving to Italy and deciding not to go to college. A lot of people were like, no, I think you need to go to college. You know, you need that degree. You know, from family, friends, or whoever the hell. A lot of people. There were more people telling me that than telling me, wow, I'm so excited for you. And of course I was like, oh shoot, am I doing the right thing? Like maybe I, I had went down this rabbit hole. And then I had to decide like, you know what, it's my life. And 
I need to be accepting of where I am in my life. It's not their life. Their life, maybe they shouldn't go to Italy or they should get a degree or they should do this. It's not black and white. Yeah, it's not black and white. It's my life. And I had to drown that noise out because if I didn't, I would have never gone and I would never have had those experiences and the friendships that I made and all of the great things that came out of me going and not attending college at all. And I'm proud of myself for that because I accepted where I was and where I wanted to go and where I wanted to, who I wanted to be in the future. Yeah. That is a really good example. I really, for me, I don't think I can repeat enough what you were just touching on though, that you are the only one with your experiences. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Crazy. How do we not focus on that? Crazy. Even your siblings. I was talking about this with my mom. I have two brothers, and we each were parented so differently, and we're totally different human beings because of that. Like, my brothers' mindsets, they're awesome, but they do not think like me. They don't think like each other even, and they're closer in age. But it's just insane that every single person grows up and has all these experiences that turn them into an adult and into the person that they are today. But you have to be aware of, is that who you want to be? Or is there something that you can dive a little bit deeper into with becoming accepting of yourself and grow with that? Well, I think that all of us want this sense of security from others, like we've talked about. And I think that that comes from needing affirmation, et cetera, et cetera. But I think the craziest part and kind of what you were just touching on when you were talking about your brothers and all of these things, we all have completely different experiences that we're growing off of. Period. Like there may be people that you relate to, but it doesn't matter if you spend infinite time. I spend so much time with Caroline, like a ridiculous amount of time for people that are friends. Right. I mean, it is a lot of time and I am still not present for 80% of her existence. Exactly. And I don't know what she's doing in that 80%. And yet as people, we get so wrapped up in what others are thinking about us and what the world, how the world's perceiving us. And, and we can never explain to the world what our experiences are because there's that whole percentage of our lives when we're just alone in our minds. And so learning acceptance, acceptance, acceptance for ourselves, for others, not trying to fill in those blanks. I'm never, whenever Caroline texts me going, Well, Caroline's life's so easy because this is what I think she does in that percentage of time. I don't know. She could be walking the hardest thing ever for all I know. I hope that she would share that with me. Right. But people don't know what you're walking. And so you need to be the person that accepts you. And when you accept you, then you can start voicing the things you're experiencing and bring something to the table that no one else can. When you walk into a job interview, whenever you have to speak in front of a class in college, anything like that, 
You're the only person that can do what you're about to do. And I just wish we could focus on that more. Yeah. And you, you have to start focusing on that. it's insane. It's insane. Yeah. It really is. And one thing that helps me kind of accept myself, I think, and I was explaining this to Chris also, be, um, and it's that my headspace is, for the most part, I wouldn't say 100% at all, positive. And not mm-hmm. toxic positivity. It's just happy. Like, my thoughts are really neutral. I'm having a good time in my head. And I have up and ups and downs. Of course, I'm human. I have bad days and I have good days. But I was telling Chris that you need to start um, viewing your mind as a radio station. So there's a lot of stations in your head. It can be negative. It can be positive. It can be sad. It can be whatever you're feeling. But you need to start dialing it to the positive station and just because it's on the positive station doesn't mean the negative station's not there. It didn't just disappear. The negative station can come back at any time, and that's cool. And you can dial it there if you want to think about your thoughts and go into the negative and accept yourself for messing up or whatever the hell it is. But you are in control of that radio, just like you are with your car radio. So dial it to whatever you please, but don't get stuck on one. For that long especially the negative because accept yourself move on learn from it dial it to the positive and even if you say you think negative thought negative thought negative thought positive thought negative thought negative thought that's okay but try to make your mind think at least positive thought negative thought positive thought neutral thought yeah it doesn't always have to be positive right or just gratitude. Yeah. Flip your channel to the gratitude station. Yeah. I like that station in my head. I know, me too. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Things don't seem so bad when you start counting your blessings. Right. But that noise, you know, there's static on the radio. That's the people that you think you should impress and think that those people's opinions of you matter and X, Y, Z, stop, change, the sh- change that station. You had a really interesting story this week on Instagram up all about how you are an empath. Yeah. And I also, we're both empath people. We very much feel other people's feelings. Um, but that was a really interesting dialogue that you started about um, having conversations with a lot of people that followed you that are confusing empath with emotional Right. And neither is wrong. An empath is not wrong. Being overly emotional is not wrong. But I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, it was really interesting to me how people thought of me because I wrote, um, I forget what the question, oh, it was, what do your followers not know about you that they wish they would or did? And I said that I'm really empathetic and but in my thoughts I am I'm not really outwardly empathetic so it's hard for me to express that online when I'm not really I don't really express it in person and so I said um like at any given time I could cry like if Joe is like talking about her baby my eyes would start watering and I have to hold back tears not always like it it comes and goes of course but I am so empathetic with just life itself and I love little moments and when people are happy when people are passionate and all of that you're very sentimental very sentimental 
And so I wrote that, and then I got a lot of DMs saying, like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm so glad I can connect with you. Like, I didn't know you were so emotional, and I didn't know, like, you were so in your feels all the time. Like, you're probably an Enneagram 4. Like, you're probably mistyped because I'm an Enneagram 7. And I was like, oh, no, I misled all of these people. So I had to rewrite that, hey, guys, like, I'm not – emotional not that there's anything wrong with that I am very to the point my thoughts are really realistic for the most part but I can empathize with people in like 0.2 seconds like I'm in their shoes I can feel what they feel and that's why it's a hard time for me to watch movies because I'm that character and if someone murders their husband I have murdered my husband and that's my struggle with music Oh, really? We've had this conversation. Because this is whenever Caroline and I first figured out that we were both this way, is I can't listen to, like, singer-songwriter, and I love it, but I can't listen to, like, acoustic singer-songwriter, love songs, anything like that, unless I'm in the perfect headspace. Because I get so heavy from it, so mm-hmm. like I am living the whatever's been done to them or whatever they've experienced or whatever life thing they're sharing. That is you. <laughs> that is me. And I and I can't do it. And people are always like, you know, I would have never called Joe for hip hop and rap music and all of this stuff. And I'm like, I love it because it's upbeat. And I don't personally, with my own life experiences, I have a really hard time putting myself in those shoes, which is a huge privilege. So that it, it doesn't do the... Some, right. some of it does. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes it does. Right. Because sometimes I'm listening to words and I'm like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. I never even had to think about these things. So I'm, I don't want to say never, but I tend to listen to like upbeat pop music for that same reason. Yeah. It's so strange. And a lot of people don't understand it. It's like, and I called it a superpower because I truly feel like it is. um, Because I can seriously connect and feel what other people are feeling. And a lot of, I lost a lot of people on my stories. They're like, yeah, I don't understand what you're saying. I'm like, I don't think I can explain it any better than I did. It's just something you either know what I'm talking about or not. Um, But Side note, I was going to talk about um, with accepting yourself, American Idol. Do you watch American Idol? You know I don't watch American okay. Idol. Well, I was saying that to, like, everyone else, too, oh. which I can't oh. know if they say yes or no. Sorry. I, I wasn't trying to. I was like, you know I don't watch TV. <laughs> yeah. But um, anyways, if you do or don't watch American Idol, I'm sure you know the gist of it. Um, you're trying to find – they're trying to find the best talent, basically. Who singer. are the judges this year? Uh, Luke Bryan, Katy Perry, Lionel Richie. Okay. See, that's good to know. Okay. And I love American Idol. Like, I'm obsessed with it because I can empathize with each person, which is the weirdest thing. They have really thing. good stories, right? Like, yes. people have awesome backstories. Yes. Yeah, awesome backstories. And the producers pick that, of course, which is great. But I am American Idol's target market, hands down. But what I was going to say is, even if you haven't watched American Idol, you know the gist, and you can tell from the people that perform who are accepting of themselves and who are confident on stage and confident in their singing ability and own the stage. And those are the people that go the farthest in the competition, hands down. 
And I just think that's so interesting because people watch that. Like, people are aware that having confidence and acceptance of themselves is a thing, but they think they can't do it. So what I want to encourage you guys to do if you feel like, oh, well, they're on TV and, like, they're in a different ballpark than I am. I can never do that. That's false. You need to start really thinking about you can be that person. You can tap into one of the best versions of yourself and own it and accept yourself and accept others because it's it's there for you. It's not this hidden secret. It's not anything of that matter. It's there for you. Baby's kicking. Their foot. Okay, I'm so sorry. There was just a foot, like I could, I was moving it. Oh, weird. I've never had that that. happen, and it freaked me out. It was like sticking out on this one side, and I like grabbed it, and I could like feel it move over. Now it's gone. Well, I mean, not gone, but (laughs) like tucked in there. So I'm really sorry. I just like. Damn. (laughs) I've never had that happen. Wow. That's wild. I was listening to what you were saying. I'm so sorry. No, you're fine. That That, I was done with what I'm saying. (laughs) That was crazy. My and with babies I'll bring babies up when a baby is born every single human that sees that baby for the most part there are some not nice people in the world but they're very accepting of babies and children because they're innocent and they're you know pure and whatever the hell you need to tap into that inner child in you because you're still a kid. You're still that child. And there's an inner child in you that needs you to accept it so much because it's struggling and it's confused why you have been so negative and so whatever the hell to it and damaging. Um, So you need to tap into that and be nice to your inner child. You know what thought I had the other day? What? When do we start calling other people's kids assholes? When does that switch flip? Oh, like what age? Yeah, because think about it. I I don't know when this happens, but I think about just being in social settings. And it's like sometime in middle school with kids, like you would never hear a parent talk about a first grader. Maybe, Maybe some, I don't know. They'd have to be a pretty intense first grader. But, like, okay, let's say before school age, okay? You never hear somebody say, oh, yeah, um, Sally's four-year-old Timmy's a real jerk. Mm -hmm. You you don't really hear people say that. They, like, like and engage and are really sweet about other people's kids. But at some point, we stop gauging them as children and, like, flip on them. Yeah, that is interesting. And we're like, oh, so-and-so's kids just like them. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know what age, but probably and why like do eight, we do nine. That? Why don't we continue to give people grace to grow and learn? Right, because they're literally eight years old. Right. Like, they're not an asshole. They don't even know themselves. They're well, a and, child. Well, and they're dealing with whatever's going on in their home, too. Right. So wh- when does that? I don't know. My mom always taught me, always, the bully is hurting more than they are hurting others. Like, at home, they're hurting. That's why they're, like, being the way they are. 
And she said, so always have grace for them and always accept them because they're hurting so bad enough to project that onto other people and other kids and bully them, like have sympathy for them. And I've always have. And, and I think that's actually helped me. I know it has in adulthood because I'm so accepting of others when someone's not having a good day or this or that. I'm like, oh, like I have no idea. Like Joe was saying earlier, I have no idea what's going on at home for them at all. Like I've, even if I spied on them, I wouldn't know. Not that I'm going to spy on anyone, but, okay. you know. And I think about that a lot online. Yeah. I think about, I had the thought today, I, I guess there's something going viral. It popped up on my TikTok about Charlie D'Amelio. Um, because in an interview, her hands are like tremoring and stuff like this. Oh. Um, and she came out and said that she's suffering from a lot of anxiety, which I totally believe. Yeah. Because when your audience goes from... Uh, your hometown to all of a sudden a hundred million people um, critiquing everything right. you do. I can imagine that that would cause some anxiety yeah. and some stress in your life. And um, the comment section was just, well, she deserves it. She, you know, she's rich and she's doing this and she's doing that. And I'm like, we don't even know these people. Yeah. How can they accept themselves when they're being berated and, told that they shouldn't right I don't I couldn't do it I know yeah we really you really don't like even your partner like yeah I know my partner but like he has his own thoughts he has his own experiences he was raised totally different than I was so therefore he's going to be different there's a trend going around right now of like me with my girlfriend and then it's like me realizing that my girlfriend's just some random person I met three years ago that I, I saw that <laughs> I told Chris that I was like Chris isn't it crazy how like we've known each other for a year but you're really a stranger to me and it took him a long time to process because at first he was like we're not strangers what are you talking about I'm like no we really are and he's like ah oh, you're right you're right we're literally strangers well I think about that because there are people I've known for 15 years that I barely know. And then there's you that I've known for almost seven years now. Wow. Yeah, that is crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> and you know more about me than most. Right. It's just, I don't know. It's a real mind. Yeah. You know. But do we have a Q&A this week? Do we feel like, do you guys want us to do a wrap up, I guess? Let's wrap that up. Okay, let's do it. Um, so today we've talked about. Pause. Every time I think of us asking the audience question I think of Dora because like we can't hear them do you think of that no but I will now because you're like do you guys want us to ask to wrap this up yeah and then in my head I'm like yes talking for them anyways like hey you better call the map a little louder now yes all right Dora can't hear us it's the map (laughs) Like, Dora can't hear the audience saying that. I always thought that was weird as a kid. Like, I'm like, I'm not talking to Dora. She can't hear me. I was a little old for Dora. Oh. Well, I knew it more babysitting than I did. Well, I, didn't, I never liked it because I'm like, how does she know I'm talking to her? I'm almost like, you're too smart for your own good. Oh, I think as like a babysitting age kid, I was like, yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't think I ever read into it. Because like, it's not that I knew, like, I knew she couldn't hear me. But I also understood, like, media cue, the 
you know. I know. It, I didn't like that. I'm like, space. I don't need to talk to Dora if I don't want to. Anyways, and go it, on. It didn't matter. Like, if you said no, she was still going to get off the mat. Yeah, map. she was still going to do You're the like, things. rude. I'm like, she's not actually listening to me. Well, we're not being very accepting of Dora, are yeah, we, Caroline? Yeah, that is true. Okay, so today we talked about cultivating acceptance over confidence. And I really think that today the main point that we want to get across to you guys isn't so much that you shouldn't focus on confidence, but maybe a really good path to leading a more confident and fulfilled life is learning acceptance and learning um, neutrality in your life. So we talked about practicing acceptance through accepting others and ourselves, neutrality. Um, Caroline talked on tuning into the right radio station in your head, which I think is really important. Um, and yeah, I just really like this one. Yeah, me too. I hope so, you guys learned something. Caroline has our q and I'm going to try to find one. Someone asked an Enneagram question, and I think we can answer it. I was wondering how to get started into Enneagrams. I took two tests and they told me two different results. How do I know which one is my main type and what are my wings? You decide what number you are. That's what I'm going to (laughs) say. But you have to research. If you get tested, I would take it multiple times, like more times, and really answer honestly. And then if you still are getting like, I'm a 7 or I'm a 3 or I'm this or I'm that, you need to take those two numbers and study them in depth and then you decide look at the unhealthy versions i think that's a really good way to type yourself is go ahead and take the test but then instead of looking at the personality um, summary or looking at the positives of those go look at the unhealthy habits of all of them because i think we get so caught up in what we want to be yeah sometimes it's hard to type ourselves um our friend reagan for instance who we talk about all the, all the time. time. And we were with her a couple days ago and we were talking about the Enneagram and she's been told by everyone around her that she is a seven. And I think part of her really wants to be a seven because she sees a seven as they're fun. They're well-liked. They're, they're adventurous. They're they go adventurous with the flow. And, yeah. Whatever. Sociable. All the and, positive traits of sevens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she doesn't, and she relates, she's like, I relate to all those things. I'm fun. I'm a social person. I love adventure, but she doesn't really relate to any of the negatives of it because, well, I don't, once again, you get to pick what you are, but we, we were talking with her that maybe that's because she's not a seven. Um, whereas she relates to a lot of the negative attributes of a, not negative, that's probably not the right term, but a lot of the harder, unhealthier mindsets of a three. Um, and I mistype as a seven a lot. Because a lot of the things I do when unhealthy as a three or even average as a three are seven behaviors. Right. Because that's what I want to be. Yeah. Not necessarily what I am. So. Right. And it, yeah, it depends when you take this. Like if you're in an unhealthy mindset or really good mindset, you might test totally different. And like me, I'm a seven, but... If I were to take the test in a really unhealthy place, I would definitely test as a one. Am I a one? No, not at all. So you really have to test as a one. If I was negative in a negative headspace, yeah, because stress, when I'm stressed, I turn into a one. My stress goes to Enneagram one behaviors. Five. 
No, fives, I'm moving and grooving. Fives is my positive trait. I know. I just, I can't see you. Wow. Makes sense. I'm yeah. with you. Yeah, I'm yeah, just, yeah. That just blew my mind. Yeah. So be aware of what mindset you are in when taking the Enneagram. And realize that you can have qualities of every single type. That's the whole type, or that's the whole point behind it. Right. Is we're supposed to learn to evolve and utilize tools from all of these different personalities in order to be a whole human. Yeah. And yeah, the Enneagram's not saying you're a seven, you're stuck in this box. That's not what it's saying. So don't have that mindset going into it. It's okay. I have these, all these strengths, look at me, but I also have the, all these weaknesses that I need to be aware of so I can be a better seven and a better human. Mm-hmm. So yeah. We love the Enneagram and we have an episode, if you go back, that's on the Enneagram and our friend Ainsley talks a little bit about the quiz and stuff she would take. There are free ones online. Yeah. But like Caroline said, I would take a few different ones um, and really read about them. Yeah. See what you connect with the most. Mm-hmm. And understand the wings. Oh yeah. She asked about the wings also. Okay. Um, I was about to say, I think you said that. So your wing is going to be a number that is next to your main core type. So your core type can be numbers one through nine. And so if you are a, I am a three, so I can be a wing four or a wing two. Caroline is a seven. She can be a wing eight or a wing six. Um, You can't be like a nine wing four. Yeah, that's not a thing. It's not your core type and then whatever type you come in, like, second. Your wing is simply which way you tend to sway on either side of your core type. Um, The only part of that that's a little confusing is with ones and nines. A one is a wing can be a wing nine or a wing two, and a nine can be a wing eight or a wing one. Yeah. But, yeah, so, like, my main one is seven wing eight, but I also do have qualities of sixes, but I'm stronger on my eight side. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're a seven wing eight period. You can also like have a little dusting of your well, other wing. And it can evolve and change. Yeah. So you have your core type, like I'm a core type three. And your goal, or what it's trying to tell you is your wings, those are your, your three. Okay. If you're a three like me, that means that whatever tools come in the three toolkit are most accessible to you. The next most accessible tools are those right next to you. So the two or the four. There's a good chance based on how you grew up or what kind of relationships you have that you reach for one of those tool belts, four or two, more often than the others. Um, and so that's what that wing means. It means that I tend to reach for four tools more than three tools. Not more than three, more than two tools. Yeah. This is very confusing. It I is. can see why people yeah. get lost. Um, but I tend to look for tools on my wing four side more often than my wing two side. Um, but the whole goal of the Enneagram is to learn about both your wings and learn how to utilize all of those tools. Right. And then once you master your wings, learning to utilize tools from all different Enneagram types in order to be a more well-rounded whole individual. Accepting human. Accepting. Yeah. Yes. Because that's what it's all about, is being accepting of yourself and others. Oh, 
full circle. Full circle. <laughs> I feel like we say that a lot at the end. Yeah. Um, where can they find you on the internet, Caroline? You can find me at Caroline Salty on Instagram and TikTok or wherever you please to look me up. And you can find me at Joe Johnson Overby on all the places. And you can find Middle Ground Podcast at Middle Ground Podcast. We're getting close to 5,000 friends. Also, probably when we air this episode, we're getting close to 200,000 downloads. Yeah. Send it to your friends if you love us. Yeah, that's really exciting. Yeah, it is. Um, Joe the other day was like, I think we're kind of a big deal. I'm like, yeah, I think so too. I don't think we're a big deal, but I mean like what I meant by that. Yeah. I think that we have more listeners than we think we do. Yeah, definitely. Caroline and I, when we record in this space, feel like we're talking to no one. Yeah, I don't. And that's like with my Dora thing. It's hard for me to be like, hey, guys, because there's no answer. Your Dora thing. My Dora. Your Dora. Yeah. Dora, Dora, Dora. Mm -hmm. Dora the Explorer. Yeah, because I'm like, no one's listening to us. No, I really do. And it isn't until I check in. The reason I said that to you the other day is I checked in and read some reviews and I was like, I think people like are really resonating and there are people listening each week. Yeah. I don't. So we think they're probably like, duh. <laughs> no, it sounds so silly whenever we say it like that. But the podcast has definitely come with some imposter syndrome for me. Oh, really? Yeah. It's not really imposter syndrome to me. It's just like, I can't grasp it. Like I've never been able to grasp that people listen to my voice. Like, I can't grasp that they would actually just sit down and listen to us. You have a nice podcast voice. Thank you. I've been told that. You really so do. do. You. It's okay. Okay. I like Jaycee's the best. Yeah, Jaycee's is nice. She's very soothing. Yeah. We should have her back on. Yeah. Well, on that note, I don't have anything else good to say, but email us. Hello at middlegroundpodcast.co. Review us on Apple Podcasts. Um, subscribe to us on Spotify if you want. We love you guys. We're so thankful to do this and we'll talk to you soon. Hope that you're having a great week. Bye. Bye.